Wow, last week they beat Jesus to a bloody pulpit, man. Wow, sad. Amazing what they did to him. Crazy, man. But guess what? It wasn't in vain. No. Because Jesus Christ did it for us so that we would not have to have to worry and, and about our sins, that our sins could be forgiven. That's amazing. I'm going to teach you the Holy Spirit in me about last week's message and this week how Jesus Christ paid the price for all of us to be in paradise. Amazing. Welcome to Growing in His Word. I'm Pastor Joseph. And Father, we come before you, Jesus. We ask that your Holy Spirit come through this sermon today and bless these listeners. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, last week, man. Amazing. I'm so excited. Listen to this. I am I am so excited because this is amazing, this chapter. It's chapter 20, man, and we made it. <laughs> they, they, they were going to break Jesus' legs last week. And, and the soldiers came and they tried to break his legs. And they tried to break his legs, but he was crucified, and they came to him, and the legs, and, and Jesus was already dead. So they didn't have to break him. They pierced his side, and the blood came out. But chapter 20 is the most important chapter in the whole Bible, because they buried Jesus. Joseph Arimathea, last week we talked about how being a disciple of Jesus, secretly for fear of the Jews, he asked Pilate if he could take the body. And they got the body, they got all the spices, and they got all the strips and the linen, and they got everything ready, man. And where he was crucified in the garden, they put it in the garden right there, and they knew where the tomb was, they brought him to the tomb. Listen, this is amazing. You guys ready? They laid Jesus there. And we talked about how the Sabbath was coming, but the resurrection of Christ is here now. Wow, this is the most amazing chapter I have ever, ever, ever read in my whole life. Are you ready for this? Are you guys ready? This is amazing. You guys, you guys ready for this? Here it goes, man. Listen, Jesus Christ suffered for us. It doesn't matter what people do to us. Because all we can say is when people persecute us, Jesus says they persecuted me before they persecuted you. So it doesn't matter. Listen, it doesn't matter what people do to you. They're going to do it. You get a job promotion, they're going to come to you. You get a you you win the lottery, they're going to flock to you. They're, it doesn't matter what they do. Jesus Christ suffered for us. This is the chapter where all the doubters in the world have to really see it to believe it. You ever you ever see people today and they and they, you know you tell them something and they, oh I got to see it to believe it. Here's what we're talking about, man. This is the see it believe it chapter. Listen. Listen to this. Chapter 20, verse 1 says, Now the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early. It's like 4.30 in the morning. While it was still dark. And saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Then she ran and came to Simon and Peter and to the other disciples. I mean, she's running. Whom Jesus loved and said to them, They have taken away the Lord out of the, out of the tomb. And we don't know where they have laid him. Oh, she's just running down the place. She's running down the road. Well, Peter, verse 3 says, Therefore went out and the other disciple and were going to the tomb. So they both ran together and the other disciples outran Peter and came to the tomb first. Now listen, they're running because their hearts are beating. They're excited. 
They just seen Jesus Christ beat down. Um, I mean, they, he was, man, he took it all for us. But the thing here is they're running because part of them are doubters. Part of them really know deep down inside that, wow, let's see if he really is God. Let's see if this man, 100% man and 100% God, was really, is he, he's up now. Let's see if he's real, if he's alive. Because they don't get it. They don't get it yet. This is what a lot of believers don't get it. Listen, this is the chapter where you need to get it. And I'm going to try to help explain to you. Listen, Jesus Christ, okay, they're running. Verse 3 says, Peter therefore went out and the other disciples and they were going to the tomb. So they both ran together and the other disciples outran Peter and they came to the tomb first. And verse 5 says, and then he stooping down and looking in, saw the linen and cloths lying there, yet he did not go in. And verse 6 says, then Simon and Peter came following him and he went into the tomb. Okay? And he saw the linen cloths lying there. You know, it's pretty simple, man. I've, I've been there myself. You go in, you walk up, you walk up, there's a big giant stone, man. The stone weighs so much you can't even open it. So, <laughs> there's no way anyone stole his body. I don't want to hear how the Roman soldiers took horses and led it away. No, listen, it's 4.30 in the morning, 3.30, in the morning, it's nighttime. Listen, the stone's there, I've been there. I walked in there, I walk in there all the time. It says he's not, he's not here, he's risen. You walk up the hill in Golgotha, right there in the garden, and there you can see to the right, right when you walk in to the right, deep, deep down inside, it's beautiful. It's right where he laid, it's in a beautiful stone. There is no way, man. There's no, it, it, there's no way they just, they, they, they stole his body. Listen to this, it's, I'm excited, man. You, gotta, you guys gotta put your hat on and think about this. Jesus Christ just died and now he's alive. And the, and, the, and the soldiers, not the soldiers, but the disciples, they don't even believe, really. They're doubting, like Peter. They're doubters. Verse 6 says, And Simon Peter came following him and went into the tomb and saw the linen cloths lying there. And the handkerchief that had been around his neck, not lying with the linen cloths, but folded together in a place by itself. And, and so... It's here you can see where this handkerchief, you know, they try to say that they found this handkerchief and, you know, they, they've stored it. That's a joke. They want to, all these people on the TV, they want to preach to you and, and say, oh, here's the handkerchief that Jesus had in his tomb. And send me a dollar, send me a hundred dollars and I'll send it to you. Oh, yeah, okay, sure. Listen, here's the deal, man. I mean, because I'm really excited. I got to slow down because I don't want to miss any nuggets here. Listen, Jesus Christ is, he's alive. We see our problems and Jesus says, I've already, I'm, I've already done away with your problems. Well, you don't understand. I, I got a drug addiction. Well, Jesus can take it away. Wow. We're going to show you because his Holy Spirit is going to be able to win you and come into you. Here he's going to come soon and breathe on his disciples, his Holy Spirit. And that's the key to this message is the Holy Spirit coming in and breathing on you. No, I'm not a Pentecostal pre uh, preacher wanting to, 
you know, shake you by the Holy Ghost. It's not, no, listen, this is real, man. People don't understand the power of the Holy Spirit. Verse 8 says, And the other disciples who came to the tomb first went in also and saw and saw and believed. Okay, why does it say believed? <laughs> they should have already believed. But see here, look, listen, verse 9, For as yet they did not know the scripture. Like I said, this is the scripture. It hasn't been fulfilled that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again to their own homes. Now they're tripping. Now they're just like, wow, something's going on. Either someone stole the body or, or I, I, you know, here's, here comes the test of their faith. Here comes the test of their faith right now. Right now. Here comes the part right here. Listen, this is what you need to understand, believers. Listen, if you go to chapter, Luke chapter 23, 24, he's risen. Verse 13 says, now behold, two of them were traveling that, that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem, and they, and, they, and they talked together of all these things which had happened. So it was while they conversed and reasoned that Jesus himself drew near and went to them, but their eyes were restrained, so they did not know him. And he said to them, what kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk and are sad? Then the one whose name was Cleopas answered and said to him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? And have you not known the things which happened there in these days? He knew. He already knew. He's just asking him questions, man. He's playing with them. And he said to them, What things? So they said to him, The things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty indeed in the words before God and all the people. Listen to this. Verse 20 says, And how the chief priests and our, our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. See, they were waiting for a redeemer. But Jesus was the redeemer. And he's redeemed us today. Look at, listen, it goes on and says, Besides all this today is the third day since these things happened. Remember the third day he rose. 22 says, yes, and certain, wo certain women of our company who has arrived at the tomb early astonished us when they did not find his body. Wow, they already know. See, here, here he is. Here's the rumors. <laughs> but they're true. And when they did not find his body, they came saying that they had also been, seen a vision of angels, said he's, he was alive. Remember, listen, and certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said, but him they did not see. Then he said to them, here's what Jesus said. Listen, O foolish ones and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter his glory and beginning at, and beginning at Moses and all the prophets he expounded to them all the scriptures and things concerning of himself. Wow. There it is. Right there. Jesus Christ suffered for us. We don't have to worry anymore about problems in our life. Stop your problems. Stop your worrying. It doesn't add anything to, to your life. It only causes stress and cancer and issues. And, and Satan wants to rob your joy. Listen. Don't let the devil steal what God has given you. Listen, Jesus said to her, listen to this actually, in verse 11, 
It says, it says, so the disciples in, in verse in verse not eleven, but verse eight, then the other disciples came, who came to the tomb first, went and also and saw and believed, for as yet they did not know the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again to their own homes. Here comes the home run. Wow. And I'm, and I'm very, very, very blessed by this. Wow. Verse 11 says, But Mary stood outside by the tomb weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the tomb and saw, and she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head, one at the head and the other at the feet where the body of Jesus had lain. If you go in there, you'll see where it's propped up, where his body could be. You could see, man, where it's where the head is and the feet are. You could sit there. It's amazing. It's the way it's carved out. It's true. Go to, go check it out, man, in the tomb. It's, it's, it's there. It's here. It's there. Check it out. Then the disciples went away to their houses, right? But watch this. Then they said to her, now this is this is this is listen to this. The angels are white. We're sitting on the head and on other feet where the body of Jesus had lain. Then they said to her in verse thirteen, "Woman, why are you weeping?" She said to them, "Because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him." Now, when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, and did not know that it was Jesus. And Jesus said to her, "Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking?" She, supposing him to be a gardener, said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, just tell me where you have laid him, and I'll, ta- and I'll, I'll take him away. Basically, basically, I'll, I'll, I'll deal with it, man. Here it comes in 16. She says, Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him, Rabbi Oni, which, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brother. And yet say to him that I have that that I am ascending to my father and your father and to you and to my God and to your God. Listen, here's the key. Here's the key. Jesus, two things. Jesus wanted his brother to be known that he was real. His brother didn't believe that he was real. Yeah. His own brother. It's like when you receive Jesus, you try to tell people, Wow, look at what Jesus has done for me. He's removed this void in my heart. I used to party. I used to do this. I used to do that. And God has taken that void and replaced it with his love and his Holy Spirit. See, Jesus' brother didn't believe that he was God. I really believe that his brother thought he was a wacko. I really believe his brother thought that he was a nut job. Seriously, think about it. He was like off and on. But Jesus straight told her to go see my brother, but don't cling on to me. She jumped on him. You ever come home from work and your kids grab your leg and you're trying to walk to the room? Come on, hey kids, how you doing, man? Wow. You know, and they jump on your leg and you're moving your leg. You can't move and you grab the other leg. And if you got four kids, you're really on the ground. Yeah, If you got eight or eight or ten, you're in trouble. That's the dog pile. But she 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 cleaned on to Jesus, man, like like boom, she just ran and poof, grabbed him, man, and tackled his leg and and he's like, Woman, don't cling to me yet. Basically his work wasn't done. He hasn't ascended yet. Meaning, are you ready for this? Here's where people get misled. 
Oh, I got to search that. Go ahead, search it. I already did. I'm not going to talk about something on, 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 on the radio if I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Come on, man, listen. Let's that be foolish. Jesus Christ wasn't ready. Finished. He was ready, but we weren't. Meaning, he hasn't finished his work yet. He's coming again. Jesus Christ is coming again to judge the world. I'm scared. No, don't be scared. Be happy because Jesus is coming back. And he's telling Mary, go and tell my brother that I'm real. He's telling you right now that I'm real. Cling, cling on to me spiritually. But don't get comfortable because I'm coming back. Don't get attached to the Porsche. Don't get attached to the Ferrari. Don't get attached to your, your money. You're going to keep chasing, 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 chasing things. And it's going to just, it's like Chase Bank. You're going to chase the bank, chase, what? It's not going to get you anywhere. I knew a guy, he was a rich guy, he was rich. And he, he, I say, hey, how you doing? I'm, oh, I'm a millionaire. Okay, good, you're a, you're a billionaire. Right on, cool. He still had that void in his heart. He'd walk around town, drinks are on me. Hey, hey, how you doing? Just residual money coming in like he owned a casino or something. But he was, he was sad. And I asked him, what's the matter with you, man? He said, I just, it just, it never ends, man. It's just, I got to have more. Jesus is saying, no, you don't have to have any more. Have me and you'll have peace. And you're thinking, oh, no, I can't. Well, hey, that's between you. But listen. Listen, Jesus, Jesus, he loves you. And he's saying, you don't got to work your way here. It's free. You don't got to buy me. You don't have to pay me. And so this is the part where, where Jesus, you know, Jesus is not flicking her off like the kids. I mean, don't do that to your kids when you're at home. You know, you... And so here comes Mary Magdalene, man, verse 18. Okay. She came and told the disciples. <laughs> Can you imagine, man? That she had just seen the Lord and he, and, 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 you know, and then he had spoken these things to her. Listen to this, man, because this is crazy. <laughs> He's gonna, here comes Jesus. He's going to, I, mean, I just want to keep going, man. This is amazing, man. Let's just read together as a family. Then he said, listen, Christ appears to the disciples in, in 19. And also it's in Mark 16, if you want to go there, or Luke 24. Mark 16, 14, and Luke 24, 36. But it says, Then the same day, at the evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, <laughs> God wants to open your doors. Listen to this. When the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled, for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. Oh, wow. Check this out. Here we go. <clears throat> and when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his sides. Then his disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. They were like, wow, it's, it's, here it is. And, you know, here it comes. And listen to this. And verse 21 says, So Jesus said to them again, Shalom to you, peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Here we go. Are you guys ready? Here we go. Here comes the most important thing in the Christian life. Here comes the most important thing that people miss every day of their life. Especially Jehovah Witnesses. 
and Mormons. And the list goes on. Jesus said to them again, Peace to you, as the Father has sent me. Here comes the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. I also send you, in verse 22, and when I also send you, and when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Listen to this. Receiving the Holy Spirit is the ministry to which Jesus called the disciples. Matthew 28 and 16. Luke 24, 47. Required spiritual power. It's a special preparation for the apostles who were to become the foundation of the church. Here is where Jesus breathed the Holy Spirit into the disciples at the Pentecost of the Spirit and unified the believers into one body. We are one. And it testifies that Jesus is our God. This is the, this is the proof. 1 Corinthians 12, 13 talks about the reception of the Spirit. Here is, is it's, it's God. It's, it's, it's Adam and Eve. It's, 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 the gift. It's the spirit of the living God. He can live in us. He can work in us. We don't need to cry and mumble and complain and argue and, and, and sit in the past and the drama and just, oh, he did this to me and I did and be your butt hurt. Stop. Get over it. You don't understand what he did to me, Pastor. Oh, give it to God. Cling onto him like Mary did. Only he won't flick you off and say, I haven't ascended yet. He'll embrace you and say, hey, don't worry. They beat me down. They pulled my beard out. They whipped me. They slapped me. They hit me. It hurt. I took that hurt for you. I took it to the cross. Take your drama and bury it and just don't worry about it. Go over a concrete truck and just, here, right there. You know, dump it. Don't even smooth it out. Just move on. Jesus is saying, you have my Holy Spirit. Move on. Move on. Forget about it. Has a pastor or a brother or a sister offended you? Forgive them. We already knew it was coming. Look what Peter did. Cut off that dude's ear, man. Jesus put it right back on him. Boom. Picked up the ear and... He said, those who live by the sword will die by the sword. We don't got to carry that guilt. Because forgiveness unlocks that guilt and sets us free. We don't have to be sitting in, a, in, in this darkness. and it, We create our own destiny. Make a choice, Jesus is saying. Receive the Holy Spirit. And they did. And the Holy Spirit empowered them. And that's what I want to talk to you about. They were empowered by the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit can't work in you if you don't have forgiveness. They knew that only God could forgive sins. Mark Mark chapter 2 says it, verse 7. Neither the apostles nor the church had the power to forgive sins. Or prevent forgiveness. Because Jesus was saying, look. 
you can find this gift of forgiveness. Matthew 16, verse 19. But receive me, and all your drama will go away. Jesus is now showing them that I am real, he's saying. And I want to... I want to move in you. I want to work in you. I want to unify the body. I want to unify the believers. The body of the church is us believers. I don't care if you're in Chicago or New York or London or England or France or Israel or or Japan or Russia or China. We're unified by the Holy Spirit. That is the stamp of completion. That is the power of the Holy Spirit. And God doesn't want to hear anything else. And if you keep harping on it, he's not living in you. Move on. <laughs> Move on and book and forgive. Because you only get more bitterness and it causes cancer. I met a woman. She was so bitter she got breast cancer. Are you sure it's from that? Oh, yeah. Doctors told me. I was always bitter. Couldn't, couldn't stand that, that church and I couldn't stand this man. And I just couldn't stand these problems. And yeah, it was a spiritual warfare. And wow, I just couldn't lay it at the cross. And leave it there. Like Thomas. Don't retain any sins and keep it. Give it to Jesus. It's free. It's like a it's like a drive-thru restaurant, man. You just keep going in. Bam, bam, bam. It's like free tacos, free burritos, free food. Wow. You know, but don't use God's grace as a crutch. Don't be saying, I gotta okay, now I'm gonna go get loaded and go say three Hail Marys and I'm done. No. Jesus says, Don't use me as a crutch. But know that I've forgiven you. Jesus loves you. He's forgiven you. He died for you. He loves you. But we can't be un- we can't be like Thomas, a doubter. Verse twenty four says, "Now Thomas called the twin man, one of the twelve was not with them when Jesus came. And the other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord.' And here it comes. Look at. So he said to them, Unless I see his hands." the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and put my hand on the side. I will not believe. Wow, that's the problem today. People will not believe. I got to see it to believe it. No faith. Hebrews 11, read it. I'm not going to read it because I've read it. Faith is sustains, the substance sustains hope for. I'm not in evidence. Oh, see, you're getting me going. Listen, read it. Hebrews 11, it's the honor of faith. Believe. Believe. This is a simple message. Believe, receive Jesus, and the Holy Spirit will live in you. Let me say it again. Let me say it again. Watch. Believe, receive, the Holy Spirit will live in you, and you will dwell, and you will live forever with Christ. It's that simple. It's that simple. But there's going to be issues. You don't understand. You don't understand. Leave it. Rewind the sermon. Listen. Rewind the sermon. And listen. Leave it at the cross. Leave it at the cross. Leave your sins at the cross. Leave your sins. You ever see like a... There's these these, these uh, gophers, man, in the yard. They dig holes and they dig holes. And one day I was trying to kill a gopher with a hose. Man, I had the hose in there, man. I died. You die, gopher. And I... Man, God was telling me, look at all these holes in your life. I'm like, Lord, I just want to kill this gopher. <laughs> and the guy comes by. The Spanish guy comes by and says, hey, 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 hey uh, Yossi, Joseph, check it out, man. Look at these. 
I got some food for you. Food? Yeah, just throw these in the hole. A guy throws his stuff in the hole and all the gophers are dead. Look, our sins are filth. God wants to, listen, we have holes in our life. The only way that we can get rid of the sin and the holes and the sufferings and the is to count it all joy and rest in Jesus. Rest in His blessed hope. And don't be like Thomas in doubt. Jesus Christ is here. He's alive. His Holy Spirit is thriving. It's His promise that He wants to work in you. Nobody wants to get it. They don't understand it. The Holy Spirit was left here on purpose for you to have when you are being beat down by these trials and when you're suffering and when you're going through it. Jesus said, I left you my Holy Spirit. I'm with you. I'm with you. Are you with me? Are you going to have faith in me and put your faith in these words that, that, that Pastor Joseph's speaking? Jesus says, I'm with you. Are you with me? Are you on my side? Are you for me or against me? Jesus said, there's no in between. You're either for me or you're against me. You're either a child of the devil or you're a child of God. Come to the cross. Come to the cross and leave your sins. Father, we come before you, Lord. We thank you for these, these, just these beautiful words that we're going to get into next week with doubting Thomas, with the holes in the hands, seeing and believing. But Lord, we want to say to you, thank you for dying on the cross for our sins. I don't care. The whole world knows that I love Jesus. You are Jesus, God, and you've come. You've died. you suffered. You rose, and you've left your Holy Spirit. Father, now, I pray that if anyone is listening right now, Lord, that they say, I want that same Holy Spirit that, that's available today. And, and Lord, I pray that they say yes to you, Jesus. Say yes. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. And we'll see you next week, man. Growing in His Word is is here. Log on to growingthisword.com. Next week, we're going to get on to some good stuff. Sorry I was excited this week, man, but that's just the way it is, man. I love God, and I love you guys, and God bless, man. Thanks for logging on.